Welcome to Peds in a Podcast, where our team of specialists shares with you tips on all things health and development for your little ones. My name is Leanne Tran, and I'm one of the psychologists here at Peds in a Pod. This is another topic identified by one of our paediatricians. Parents are often concerned about clumsiness in their kids. Today, Lisa Blackburn, our paediatric physiotherapist, explains what clumsiness is, why it happens, and how to help. Thanks for joining me again today, Lisa. Thanks, Um, I'm talking today about another topic that was raised by one of our paediatricians, which is about um, clumsiness in kids. So um, I think uncoordinated kids. I guess. Can you tell us a bit about it and and what causes um, clumsiness? Yeah, so um, can be obviously like many things. There can be a number of reasons Mm. for clumsiness. Um, So it could be anything from lower muscle tone, um, hypermobility, um, but then kids can also have – what we call like a developmental coordination disorder and okay. that's where um, the, they have difficulty planning movements, so mm-hmm. like a dyspraxia, so knowing where to position their body to, you know, learn new movements um, or, you know, there's, they just, yeah, have difficulty, you know, putting things together or learning new movements um, and that will be something that will persist with them through their lifetime. So for some things, you know, kids will often be clumsy when they first start to learn to walk and things like that because they're developing their balance skills Mm. and their postural control. So initially when they're learning a new skill, they're like a little bit clumsy until we, you know, we practice it enough that we get better at it. Sure. Um, But if we find a child is practicing things and not getting better at it Mm. and continues to be clumsy and more so than their peers or what you would expect for their age, yeah. um, then that would be something we would want to investigate more. Sure. Yeah. It sounds like it's because too, and I'm wondering whether this is why it's such a common topic for our paediatricians that um, if it's from, if clumsiness can be, you know, from a range of underlying reasons, then it's one of those things we we see a lot, but it, the cause of it might be different. Yeah, that's right. So even things like, you know, if a child has difficulty with attention, mm. that can often look at clumsy because they're just, you know, not looking at where they're going or, you know, right. yep. not being observant. So they might just be running into things or tripping over. Yep. Um, or, yeah, a t- child that just has, some, um, you know, balance difficulties. But, yeah, but that's what we look at if we put things into place or, you know, if we practice particular skills, we look at do they improve from that yeah. or don't they? Yeah. And then we, you know, start to assess, well, why is that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So is it um, the kind of thing you might see in kids across um, across childhood or is it more common in a certain age group? Yeah, so um, if it's something like, like developmental coordination disorder, um, often the child, you know, will have that from a younger age. But it's something that's usually not picked up or diagnosed um, until they get to school. Okay. Um, And the reason being is often when they're at home with parents, you know, they're not really compared a lot to their peers or the tasks of daily living, you know, children just play. They're really busy. They're, you know, they're just playing. They're running into things. You know, most parents think, oh, you know, they're just 
being busy and falling over and doing what little kids do. Yeah. Um, it's not until they get to school where we're doing things like using scissors more and pencils and, yeah. you know, opening our lunch boxes and, and having to follow people in a line that things yeah. become a little bit more obvious. Yeah. Um, and parents might go, oh, you know, why – why are they having a little bit of trouble with that? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, the peer group is really useful to compare, yeah. isn't it? Not, not to compare your kids in that, you know, judgmental way, but to give you a guide about yeah. what kids typically do. Where, they, where they're at, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if kids are clumsy or uncoordinated, how do physios help with that? Yeah, so I guess, um, first of all, it's – you know, assessing what the reasons might be mm-hmm. for that. So we do specific assessments around and because the things with um, clumsiness, it's, it involves all our motor and sensory systems. So that's our vision, our proprioception, which is our joint position sense, our balance, mm-hmm. um, and then also our ability to, you know, look at a movement plan that in our head and then copy that. Right. So we need to assess all those areas to identify which one of those areas might be why we're having difficulty mm. putting all those things together yeah. or the reason for the clumsiness. And once we can identify that, then we would, you know, put in a um, put in place activities to support the development of those sensory and motor areas yeah. um, to help. To, just to see if we can, you know, develop strategies to to work towards, you know, um, not being so clumsy yeah, in particular sure. environments as well. And sometimes often like with kids with development coordination disorder, um, because it is a, a thing that will persist into their, their lifetime, often it is looking more at strategies. Um, so not necessarily develop being the skill as such, but it might be looking at environmental factors like I can't tie my shoelaces that's going to take me a really long time to learn. Mm-hmm. So let's just get elastic shoelaces. Yeah. You know, so we can still be functional. I can still do that independently, um, but I don't have the stress of having to put my shoelaces on. So it's identifying those things as well. You know, functionally, what do we need? Yeah. And the priorities um, that we need in them as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like rather than uh, sometimes it might be about developing this the systems or the skills underlying, but sometimes it's about if there are other ways you can or ways that you can compensate for those difficulties exactly. yep. to make life easier, yeah. um, then that's a good way to go. Yeah, that's right. It sounds like, um, too, it's, you know, the clumsiness is almost like what you see on the surface, but then by working out what is happening underlying that um, and then that's the area that you focus on rather than the clumsiness itself. Yeah, that's right. So clumsy clumsiness is really, you know, uh, secondary to whatever else is going on, yeah, in the in the background, um, yeah. and yeah, it's that. I guess that's the importance of trying to identify that because if we just, you know, if you've got a child who's clumsy, and you're just continually trying to get them to practice the same activity, mm. and it's obviously not working, yeah, um, that means there's probably something else going on, and we need to look at it in a different way. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, yeah, okay. Um, so it sounds like. In this case, it's probably um, – I was going to ask you about tips for how parents can kind of encourage stuff at home, mm. but it sounds like it's really important first to work out why the clumsiness is happening and that means you, there's probably not a one-size-fits-all recommendation for how parents can help. Is that right? Yeah, no. So, um, I mean, 
Generally speaking, I think for any child, just um, making sure we have regular physical activity Mm -hmm. to start with, um, be for any child and particularly clumsy children, like physical activity is really important. Yeah. Um, And weight-bearing activity is really good as well because that will help with our body awareness and position sense and those things. Yeah. Um, So that's definitely, um, you know, important. Um, And even doing things like as a general thing like learning new games so doing things like you know copy me games Mm -hmm. um simon says um all those kind of things can help on a general general basis just for any child really but yeah to specifically work out for your individual child um you really need that assessment to identify you know what what is it exactly that's that's causing this yeah um so that way we can really work on that target that area Mm. for them yeah sure so it sounds like similar to when we were talking about the movement and, and physical development, that it's providing the exposure and opportunities for kids to yeah. um, to do these activities and then also providing them time to practice and get good at it. Yes, that's right. Keeping an eye on when they're not improving or mastering the, the skills and they're still clumsy and then getting some help and working out what's going on underneath. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, excellent. Thanks so much for being here again. It was lovely to have you. Yes, thanks for having me. It's been great. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Peds in a Podcast. If you found listening to us useful, we have plenty of resources on our website, including blogs, articles and videos. If there's a topic not covered that you'd love to hear about, you can get in touch with us on our website. Visit us at peedsinapod.com.au.